cool. Right, I've cleared up most of the weeping fuss. Let's go. So, fucking A. Uh, James, take it away. Hi, welcome to what we're calling uh, Helmets. Helmets. Whoa, what? <laughs> nice to start, uh, yeah, just with a, a comedy podcast about the NFL, but with a nice knob gag, just immediately out of the gate, just okay, to show right. you where we are with this. So, um, I'm Jacob Hatton, and this is James Meekin. Uh, we are Hi. both comedians. We are stand-up comedians from London. Uh, but we are also, this is a very improv, this way of starting, isn't yeah. it? Hey, yes. welcome to the improv. We're Jacob and James. <laughs> we're, we're wacky chaps with opinions that we need to have a podcast about now. We are, though, and our opinions are sick. Anyway, yeah, uh, but we are also fans of... American football. There we go. That's the, I, that's the yeah, kind of timing that we're going to... I was expe- I Basically, I've minimized the, the Zoom call and I just see your pic. I, and I just saw your hands up and I was like, oh no, I was looking at my notes. Yeah, we're fans of American football. We're fans of the old fighty thing where the two two groups of massive jack dudes beat... That's kind of just sounds like wrestling now. Yeah. American football is kind of weird. Like, it's a weird thing. I think it's a very weird thing to be a fan of if you're a British person. I think it's because... It's a bit like, I mean, the best way, uh, the, I think it's a bit like, you know how like people who are into um, rave culture find just like another guy in like the IT department in their work and they yeah. sort of think, oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, they just start sprinkling in little references yeah. to old things. And then they're like, and then just about two months in the guy goes yeah i'm actually on a massive come down from the like from the class a ekis i did on saturday yeah. and they go yes it's you you know because you don't like you don't shout about it day to day no but then someone turns up and they're like really tired on monday morning and you're like yeah, you watched you're the late like, game didn't you why is that yeah why is yeah. that or they're just like they they they're just about and they sort of for some reason like they've got like they know more u.s cities than like you should ah, yeah Do you know what i mean true. like they're, they're just more, like they're more aware of where things of, of global geography yeah compared to what the time difference is in seattle they know so, that no. like kansas city isn't in kansas do you know mm. what i mean and they're like you're like why why do you know that yeah, what's the that's... point of what's the point of that of that knowledge from you but um it's good. I love it, man. Like I, I love everything. I, I love it so much. I, I love it because I think I, I love it because it's so alien compared to the kind of the sports that we have today, like in the UK. Like yeah. I think you know a lot of people will say, "Oh, well, we have like uh, we've got rugby in the UK," and like no disrespect to rugby because it is a you know good game, uh, but it's also a sport for like it's an unbelievably middle class sport for cunts. <laughs> uh, played and watched by dickheads right the worst cunts on the planet and by the way if you're a new fan of this podcast i'm hoping we do get listeners yeah if you're also a rugby guy i despise no no that's i i mean like literally no 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 some of my best friends are rugby players you know what the bt the beat the the the, the the um the fucking the rugby premiership is pound for pound one of the best sports leagues in the country right now it's yeah, so good yeah, anyway but the point is that it's 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 not the same like it, the the rugby is a game that is very it's got it's got physical contact but it's completely without the kind of ballast and 
over-the-top kind of pyrotechnics which American football have. Yeah. In fact, it sort of actively shies away from it. Like, it, you know, rugby players, if they do any kind of celebration, for example, like the fans just fucking go mental. They're just like, ah, bloody yeah. just showboating. American football is all showboating. Like, American yeah, football, they'll do like backflips, fucking like everything. It's such a like kind of pompous, like pomp and flags and fireworks uh and then it also takes like three and a half hours and the problem is people that's where people who are but who do like that stuff fall apart and well, go, there's, oh. two, there's two issues with that right and i always the, one of the main things you have the kind of backlash of people going oh you watch american football you're like or are oh, you watching the super bowl or whatever it's like most sports other than football and i guess to an extent rugby but they do have phases of play pretty much every single sport is what people would describe American football as, as stop-starts, right? How yeah. long is a point in tennis? And how much <coughs> in tennis have they yeah, yeah, yeah. sat down, like, just drinking squash? And and it's like all sports are stop-start. Like, that, that's just how sports work, apart from, obviously, the biggest one in the world, which is football. Um, so that's that's a really weird thing. But, yeah, no, when it comes to the the people go to rugby because it's got like physical tackles and the balls the same, but this is just a completely different sport. And if, if the game wasn't called football, I don't think it would have the same comparison to any other kind of concept sport. I get the no. impression whenever, when I'm watching American football, I like everyone has a concept of what America is as a place. Like we see it on tell in on telly and in movies, but I think the most American Americans are, where I feel like they can just be whatever it is they want to be, I think is the American football. That's where, like, you've got all of the great, like, you know, American military industrial complex stuff happening. You've got, like, you know, stealth bombers flying overhead before a high school match or something like this. It's absolutely, totally bonkers. Mm. And when you go and see it in person, particularly in America, you kind of, you, you, you see the you see it without the adverts you see all the stuff that's happening around the outside you see all the stuff that's happening in the, the parking lots before mm, yeah in these completely insane stadiums like i mean i show people how crazy it is when I mean, you think about like a a normal football ground like anfield like a very big football ground yeah stadium you think of a really good football ground like the new spurs ground you know top of the range you know the most modern stadium in the world and then you show them the tampa bay stadium and you're like would you like to sit in the pirate ship section which has real cannons <laughs> real cannons that will fire off every single time and then it's so i was i was just talking about it now i remember there was a story a few seasons ago kansas city scored so many points that they ran out of fireworks I, I think they scored like over 50 points and every single time they scored any points they just shot fireworks up into the sky and then they were like Matt, we're out we can't we're it. We're done. <laughs> yeah i think um this is a this is an anti-american football quote but i actually think the weird thing is it is the thing that almost turns me into liking it uh, so george will has a famous quote and he said that football combines the two worst things about america and that's violence punctuated by committee meetings but the problem is, <laughs> is that it, it is that and it's fucking brilliant that's yeah. it like you sit there and you sit there like because it is that because it's 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 hyper violent it's got super it's got incredible kind of like you say that it is entirely in hock to the american military industrial complex i have a bit of my stand-up about this how like um 
in in Oxford, Mississippi, they have this stadium for college and they have like a huge American flag and it covers the whole ground and they have like a military parade before a university game and they have like Black Hawk helicopters that like fly yeah. over it and fireworks going off and they're like, fucking America. But at the same time, rather charmingly, it, um, it does allow Americans to indulge in their secret hobby, which is being unbelievably good at maths, but only in a sports context. Like that's, <laughs> yes. that's all they do. They just sit there. You see, they're American. They go, well, uh, Joe Flacco is actually the, the ninth best quarterback who's ever scored uh, thir- uh, th- uh, three uh, three comebacks uh, since 1972, which was held by Joe Montana. I'm like, oh, cool. You just you fucking love stats, you absolute dork. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's the same thing with like anytime you get into kind of fantasy level stuff, like it's just every single part of the sport can be like understood more through the numbers of the sport. Yes. It's like there's very, that obviously that happens. Like there's a guy I know, uh, he's never really watched Premier League football and he won his work fantasy league simply by mm. studying the stats. And I think that is a, an absolute outlier because everyone else chooses their Premier League fantasy team based purely on heart. Whereas American fantasy sports, like I nearly won a title based just on looking at statistics on whether or not like certain players were going to do well against certain defensive systems. Mm. And I, I remember when I did that, I was like playing American fantasy football so intensely that I just didn't care about the game anymore. I was just like, oh yeah, cool. This guy's definitely going to run for like 96.3 yards. So I better start him at the weekend against this defense. Oh, th- this, this is actually another thing that, I, that this is going to bring me to. Um, in fans of the Premier League are going to know in decent depth most of the players in the league. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. now I'm going to say this, unless you are literally employed to do American football, nobody who is a fan of the NFL knows most of the players in the NFL. And that is no. just true. They know all the fucking players in their team. They know the best the best and good players in all the other teams and no one else. And what that means is that the fantasy American football is entirely aimed at you being good at maths. There's no yeah. like there's no two ways around it. Like and it's such a like it's so incongruous compared to our own thing where we do at the, at the end of the day, you do pick on heart. Like, yeah, yeah. I know there's people who follow the blogs. Yeah. This guy's um, due a game. He's like, no, it's not. That's not like, that's not how, that's yeah. not how it works. This guy's a pro athlete. Well, on that subject, right. About whether or not players are big names and, and stuff like that is if you are an offensive lineman for a really good team and you have a hall of fame, American football career, you are considered one of the greats multiple time, you know, pro bowl appearances. Mm. You could go your entire career and never, ever have touched the ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. I and love that. that I love that. Fucking poetry. Like, oh, what do you do? I'm a professional football player. Yeah. No, I've never touched the ball in a game. So I, okay, honestly, if, if, to be honest, if an offensive lineman is touching the ball, something terrible has happened. Oh, absolutely. And like every now and again, it will happen because there's sort of a, like somehow they've and somehow they like uh, so I've met a guy so my fa- we should we, I think we should introduce who our favorite teams yes. are so yes, my favorite team is the Baltimore Ravens and I have met a, a man called Morgan Cox who is the current uh like who who was at the time was the long snapper for the Baltimore Ravens oh, nice what a position um, now 
for anyone who's listening who doesn't know American football, and I think we'll do, we're not going to spend too much time on like the rules and things of it. We'll just kind of get yeah. into the vibe. I think we'll just get into the vibe of it in the podcast yeah, at first. And we can, I guess we can maybe do like in other episodes, we can perhaps do like a deep dive into like particular bits, like what do different people do? But yeah. a long snapper, right, is the best way I can describe this is his, he has one job. And his job is sometimes they have to kick a goal or, you know, a field goal or an extra point. And the long snapper is not the kicker. No, he is the guy who's in the middle of the line. He picks the ball up from the ground and fires it back to the other guy who holds the ball for the kick. And that is his only job. And he's called a long snapper because it's a bit longer than the normal way, the normal guy who fires the ball back. This guy has one job. And he got paid the league minimum for it because that's pretty much the only thing a long snap was ever going to be paid that's six hundred thousand dollars a year and he he just did that and nothing else for 10 years also for the most part for the most part you're not going to get in that position you're not likely to take any damage you're not likely to really ever get hit unless no and you know what like it kind of sucks because and so one week he did get hurt and it fucking screwed up. Like the guy they got in couldn't do it properly. And you're like, yeah. that is insane that that's such a like thing. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny that that guy's job, right? So I was going to talk about this later when we get into the game. So one of my favorite things that happened this week by far was the Kansas City Chiefs uh, safety, Justin Reed, filling in for kicker. So oh, yeah. The, yeah. It, it was amazing. So Harrison Butker, the normal kicker for the Chiefs, is a really, really good kicker. On the kickoff, fell down slipped and badly sprained his ankle it was it was fucking gross and they were like and can anyone kick and what we were talking about before about like incredibly specific um jobs that people have in american football is they kind of already have two kickers you've got the place kicker who kicks the ball off the tee at the start and then he kicks the field goals and the extra points and then you've got the punter whose only job is it when you've actually done badly is to just huff the ball as far as he can yeah and his his skill set is so different to the place kicker that they can't do the same job i think they can try but it kind of goes to show that if you've got some random dude on the other side of the ball a safety being able to take the kicks doing a better job then you are the, the level of just specific specificity is just wild the guy made a fit the guy made um uh, uh point after and he kicked i think at least a couple of kickoffs for touchbacks which is i mean that's like 80 yards i don't know what that yeah means. It's, a, it's a long way and it's not yeah. an easy like if you've ever seen it um so for anyone who hasn't like uh anyone who hasn't seen a much american football i think the best way i can describe it the, the american footballs are not very big uh, and they've got kind of laces on them and you have to like the only real way to get them to go far is you have to kick them right through the laces which makes it actually hard to direct it in a particular way so it is it's, it's a lot more skilled than like it immediately appears and certainly a lot more skilled than they make it look when they nail it every time um like if you look at like if you ever watch like go and watch like if you go on youtube watch like a high school game or a college game and you suddenly realize that actually these are not like gimme like given things to happen like they missed like quite a lot on the lower levels and it's just it's only when you get to the top when there's just one guy who just does one thing constantly one thing that i think is really funny though Oh yeah. It's oh, like yeah. The, the thing about the, the, I, I heard this and this is a, a little bit disheartening is 
yes, there are really good kickers who are probably spe- specific kickers. Like I was going to bring up in the other game, there was this kid, uh, I forgot his name, the Browns kicker, just got a new guy. And he kicked a uh, 58-yard field goal to win the game for the Browns. A, a mind-bending distance for a rookie to kick. And he's like the only the only rookie in the last, like I don't know, 10 years who's actually been in the draft. Um, and he kicked this crazy kick. But what's really wild about these things is these kids who are kickers tended to be like world fucking class high school quarterbacks and receivers and skill players so like not only are they unbelievable they just they're not good enough to be a skill player so they're a kicker I mean that's probably talking down to kickers but you look at any player on the NFL field even down to like the huge 400 pound linemen they all ran like 400 yard sprints at, at, at high school they're they're just absolute just genetic marvels and and then they just become more and more specific as they get there and then eventually guys like i can throw the ball really well but i can also kick it and they're like bang you got a job in the league well that's i mean the thing is so this is this is actually this is we're coming up onto another difference i think between american football and uh sports that you see in the uk that i think i might want to highlight here Uh, and it's this right is that american football um is they the the way that they approach it is who gets to play it is a little bit different like in the uk if you want to be a professional football player right or pretty much any sport like the pathways are essentially is you need to get picked up by some kind of training like in football it'll be an academy or like in rugby it's usually it's 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 a kind of a local club that has that that has a feed link to like a big private school or something like that um, because they, you know, that's where the scouts look, and so like it's one of one of those things where, you, but the 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 point is that you have to be like super young, and show some promise at the sport specifically, and American football is a little bit different in that that is true, but also they do this like insane horse trading and it's way more like the the best way i can describe it, in fact i use the word horse there the best way i can describe it is literally like tr- choosing who you want out of a horse race like the they're like they get they get obsessed with things like the the like the width of their play of their receiver's hands and yeah. like they just do this insane like measuring things and they're like well this guy's a so and like, you every year there'll be a guy that gets drafted in the draft really really high who's played literally maybe a year played the game the game for maybe a year like there'll be it'll be some guy who's like um he's like nigerian or something and like he's like he came to america at 18 to go to university and he's just fucking just vast and they just look at him and they go you you're playing this you like you play and he's played for like two years and then he gets drafted in like the second round because they do this like ridiculous like they're like he's six foot five he weighs like as much as a, a small dump truck and he's yeah. rapid. And they're like, we can do, it doesn't matter. We can do something with that. We'll do something with that. And it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like those raw, um, uh, raw, raw, raw fucking, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So I was, this is what I was looking up. So Travon Walker, the Georgia guy, he was drafted number one in the NFL. He had a 40 yard dash of 4.51 seconds, which for a guy who's not, you know, a wide receiver, that is insane. That's like, you know, uh, 
that's like a, a, a wide receiver was running that years ago. And then now this guy is playing linebacker. Like, and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier, the kind of stats that these people can put mm. up. The NFL runs, I think, well, the weird thing about the NFL is it runs on a kind of, the, it runs almost on the principles of an arms race. So like a while ago, what you had was like little, um, so it, in, in American football, you have the line, and then you have two people on the edge. You have one or two players who are on the edge of the offensive line who are usually smaller than linesmen, but bigger than wide receivers. And they're called tight ends. Um, so it used to be that those guys were primarily there to kind of come off the edge of the line and stop defensive players kind of getting round who are, who are quicker and faster getting round to the, to the QB, but also being more creative in the running game. Then... Because um, they, they're a bit faster and they can run up and block and things like that. Then people realized that you could use them as receivers. Then receivers started, you got this thing where what you'd have is a tight end who's six foot four or five being this big receiver and they try and move the players around so that for some reason you, you had a big tight end being matched up defensively against a cornerback who's much, much smaller, uh, which is a great way of just generating some yards. But then receivers they thought well if we can get a six foot five tight end why can't we just have a six foot five, five receiver suddenly you get loads of tall receivers but then yeah. to block it the other teams start prioritizing running like lots and lots of cornerbacks instead of the traditional sort of several safeties and so you suddenly have loads of fast defenders so then you need teams start drafting the running game again and it just it all works in this like endless sort of arms race where they're each each year teams try and concentrate on a little thing based on the trends of the last few years to get an advantage and it's just very like it's very strange how it all works it's also to do with the rules i mean i mean everyone always everyone's chat this is like one of the main chats in 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 the kind of discourse is like it's easier to play now than it used to be Mm. uh particularly for receivers because there's loads loads more rules about hitting people and when and how you can like put your hands on a receiver Um, but all that's done is I mean, for, for me personally, yes, I get annoyed when they look like they're just playing football and there's a flag. But at the same time, I don't really care if they're throwing for 500 yards a game and 17 touchdowns. I think that's really exciting. I sometimes want to see a game. Like, Would you rather see a game that looks like two drunk people playing Madden or just mm. like a defensive stalemate with like just like loads of, of short game runs and then the odd field goal? Like, right. I know that the purest of the sport obviously would go like, oh, it's, it, it's not real. Um, and then everyone goes, oh, you know, Dan Marino, if you put him in the game today, he'd throw for 7,000 yards in the season. And it's like, that's why you get people like Calvin Johnson, who was like 6'5", and then he just starts towering over people. And then they, they rewrite how the game is played. But the, the, the other thing actually, and so um, I think that is a good point to bring us along to week one, because for the most yes. part, week one, um, if you want to, and what I would encourage people who, who want to listen to this, who listen to this podcast, who maybe don't follow the NFL, and I don't know why you're listening to the podcast if you don't, but if you do, I would encourage you to maybe just uh, watch it one of two ways. Either watch some highlights of the games of that week, or pick a team that you just like the vibe of and follow them. Personally, like we've done that. Like I'm a fan of, like I'm a fan of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, James is a fan of the Miami Dolphins. Um, I will say that generally week one is a week to forget. It, there's a few fun things which we'll talk about, but on your point about how they've changed the rules to make it easier for passers, 
I had a look at the number of passes who broke the 300 yards. There's only five, four or five games where they even broke 500 yards of passing. Like, it was not a good week for quarterbacks at all. And I thought this year would be, I thought there were a lot of really good QBs this week, uh, this year, and they're not actually doing that well. So I don't buy that the game is intrinsically, the game might be easier uh, at, at some level, but I don't necessarily buy that it's that easy because I also think that um, defend, defenders have adapted to the new rules. Yeah. So you've got, receiver, you've got basically receivers playing as backs now. Yeah, like they, they they've realized now that the best ways to that the best ways to is that they firstly they can draw defensive pass interference flags, um, and secondly, it's much better to just have a coverage uh, to have have cornerbacks who are really 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 good at coverage, who are just incredibly fast and incredibly twitchy and athletic, and and have ones that rather than have ones that are like you know powerful tacklers. Um, and, you know, that's always been true to some extent. It's just more true now. The only player I think who really showed out is Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think, oh, yeah. I think, you know, if you're a new NFL fan, I don't think, I think it's okay if you just come in and go, well, I support the Chiefs now because the Chiefs are fucking fun. Yeah. And like yeah. Patrick I, Mahomes. I, Andy <laughs> Reid's always just, just played wild football. And I know. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's always been bizarre. He did that, that underarm shovel kind of, I don't know, whatever, whatever Mahomes was doing, that, that pass that he did to, I think it was to Schuster in the end zone. Fucking crazy. And like, you tune, that guy's box office, you tune in to watch him and you see what they did in the uh, AFC Championship game and, and you see all of the weird stuff that they're capable of doing. And what's really exciting about Mahomes this season is you're thinking, ah, oh, how's this guy going to do without Tyreek Hill? And he does great. Oh. And you still got Kelsey in there. The Kelsey Mahomes connection is just fucking insane. And um, yeah, I, I spoke to a guy, a comedian actually, and, and we were talking about NFL. And I was like, this was just, I think it was just after the Chiefs Super Bowl win. And, and he's like, oh yeah, I like NFL. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, I support the Chiefs because I'm a glory hunter. And I was like, fucking yeah, of course you do. Like, that's no. fine. I mean, if you want to, if you, you, you choose a team that's really exciting to watch. Why wouldn't you want to have fun all the time? And the thing yes. about being an NFL fan is you can do that because um, there's so there has been a long period of time um, where the Patriots were essentially perennial winners for nearly two decades. But the parity of the NFL means that if you if you get into it, you're not a glory hunter for long. Like your team will be shit. Like you can you can have a you can get in have a great couple of seasons whilst they're fun. They will be shit soon. Like yeah, well, unless it doesn't happen both ways, like because the Browns. Oh no! Like and the the Jaguars who are or Jaguars who are the supposedly the UK sort of home team. Who yeah. um, I love uh, that. It's almost like we've memed them, and I'm I'm so here for it. They've become the home team of London. And you go down, there's a pub in I think I can't remember the name of it. I think it might be called the Admiralty. It's in Trafalgar Square, and that becomes the home pub. Yeah, sure, but, when whenever Jacksonville play, and it's like decked out with all the gear, everyone's got all the shirts, and I think it's mainly because people in the UK, I think, are attracted to a bit more, a bit more of an underdog story, and less of a yeah, that doesn't necessarily need to be returned. Like the American hero story, you have to win eventually. English people were just like, nah, them, they're the weird Jaguar people. I'm going to support them. Uh, they are. They, play. <clears throat> they are so weird, and they're owned by fucking 
uh, Shahid Khan, who has a massive moustache and he also owns Fulham Football Club. That is unreal. Like, And his son owns uh, AEW Pro Wrestling, which is just a brilliant collection of things that they have. And then, I, I mean, you know, if they play... I, I saw Jacksonville, this is actually last season, I saw Jacksonville play Miami at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan, football club, like football team is the football team I support. And it was like, this is going to be perfect. And I've, I've, we'll talk about all this stuff as, as we move through the podcast, but I've seen the Miami Dolphins play, I th- I've seen them play five times, three times in Miami and twice in London. And we have won once. And I was thinking, right, this is it. Dol- Dolphins playing you know, we weren't playing well at the time, but you know, there's a few things going on. Playing the playing the uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars at Spurs, and it was the slow fall of the Miami Dolphins in that game was just such a brutal feeling because you're like you're like, oh, it's finally going to happen. It's not going to happen. Ah, oh, here we go. I think the first time I saw the Dolphins play was, I mean, it's got to be early two thousands in Miami, mm. and we beat the Jets uh, by a field goal, and it was it was unbelievable and then i've seen it was i saw the dolphins play buffalo in miami and i saw them play the texans both losses and then i saw the dolphins play the jets at wembley stadium a few years ago in the uh in the international game and it was just like i mean that's the it was so brutal that i was just like i'm not going to go back and then when i finally got back dolphins lose to the fucking jags and everyone was losing their shit because the Jaguars were technically the home. Well, Dolphins were think were technically the home team on that game. I can't remember which way it was, but yeah, it was it was it was ridiculous. Uh, you know what, man? Like I've so the Ravens game. I've been to see the Ravens um, in Wembley when they came to do the London game, and they had one of their worst ever losses to to the Jags. Uh, it was like yeah. I was, and I can't like I was. I'm a fan. I was so excited. Like I was so excited to go. I like I brought like I like brought people. Like I bought yeah. like a group of tickets because I was like, I, and I was like, this is going to be so much fun. Like even if you're not into it, we had great seats. The tickets were fucking expensive. Like I mean, amazing. And Ravens, I swear to God, they they scored one touchdown right at the end when there was like nothing else. They like they were just marched off the fucking field and like they did nothing. Like. Uh, the starting QB, Joe Flacco, was benched for a guy called Ryan Mallett, who is one of the oh, worst. About that guy. Yeah, yeah, one of the worst <laughs> quarterbacks to ever fucking great. Like it was the. But I also think if you're a fan, like you know you 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 pass from interested to fan, I uh, to to like interested and enjoyed to fan once you've seen your team just take an absolute huge L live. I think that's kind of yeah, the. That's exactly yeah. I mean, so one of the things that I like about going to those international series games and seeing people in all the different jerseys and then asking them why. Like mm. when you see somebody in England with a Browns jersey on. And like, <laughs> like what? Why? Like, cause I, th- I think quite a lot of Americans. I love the city of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that tends to be what it is. Like, so I think when you look at a game, you look at like some of the cool kits, mm. like, you know, the giants at MetLife stadium, beautiful. Like those, that turf, it, the purple of the, of the Ravens and that, that huge logo, great ground. Um, and all these different things that make it aesthetic. Mm. The Brown Stadium is horrible. The, the colours are horrible. Their players are horrible. And you yeah. talk to these people and you're like, why do you support the Browns? And sometimes it's really depressing. He's like, yeah, I was going to LA and my flight landed and we, we had to change in Cleveland. And then I was just like, oh, I'll support them then. And then didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden I support them. And it's like, that's so horrible. That's so fucking so, weird. What a way. So bleak. 
Like, I was yeah, like so- carjacked in Cleveland, and I thought, well, fuck, I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, should we, should we get on to some of these game reviews? Yeah. So Basically, yeah, <laughs> summarise. It's okay to be a fan of the Chiefs. You should be a fan of the Chiefs if yes. you're new to the game. They wear red. They're basically like the equivalent of last year Liverpool. I think yes, that's, a that's good, pretty a good much analogy. like super exciting. And if you want to see fireworks and the, the stuff it can be, get into it. So let's get into the games. Cool. Um, so I was going to talk about, obviously, let's talk about the Dolphins and the Ravens first. So the Dolphins oh, yeah, yeah. played the Patriots and the Patriots are bollocks, but it doesn't, I don't care because after my whole adult life of the, the Patriots beating the Dolphins, finally Tua is four wins and zero losses against Bill Belichick, and it's fucking hilarious. This little um, fucking, like, as I lay dying head coach, fucking, I like, taking back guy. Sunday head coach, yeah. sitting in his, like, 57-year-old man with his, like, little flat fringe and his hoodie. Just like... Mike McDaniel is 39, <laughs> which means he was 18 when Tell All Your Friends came out. He's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. close to the first openly emo head coach that we're going to get and i think that's you know for for a game that is that is like replete with jock culture i think that's as openly conservative as the nfl is i think that's something like emo coach the the dolphins have an emo coach let's oh, yeah. uh, I'm, fully, I'm fully head cannoning that like it's that's hap- like i just think that he's going to go home and just listen to a bit of my chemical romance on the drive home he is off. and also i'm going to get a little sound i'm going to put it in the podcast whenever we mention that whenever we next mention <laughs> the dolphins we're going to get like some emo sound we're going to have that in <laughs> it can just be that like one g yeah. note from uh the beginning of uh black parade Bing. yeah um so the thing about my i was going to talk about miami which is it was, I think it was 91 degrees or 35 degrees Fahrenheit. And that is insane. I mean, I, I think that mm. it's, it's hard to say which way, how, how the, these things actually happen. But like, it's even harder when you make all your players wear like hot topic yeah. jeans. Yeah, exactly. Really got, everyone's got tight jeans on. <laughs> yeah. Studded belt. But yeah, those, those guys. And I, I think, is it, well, well, I guess we'll find out. I think that if you play Miami in the in the summer or like not summer, the early season, is that harder or easier than playing green Bay when it's minus a million degrees Fahrenheit and nobody can move? Um, there's gotta be some stats on there. One of the interesting stats, this is a stat. I just, I don't remember the exact number, which doesn't make it a stat, but like Tom Brady, American is, stats. Yeah, Tom Brady is like unbeaten when it's my under uh, like, 20 degrees Fahrenheit, like a really low number. I don't remember exactly the way, but like if it gets cold, he just wins. It's like, it's mm. like, um, you know, just he just knows how to do that. Um, but yeah, that's that one. So the Ravens played the Jets. Right. Um, the important things to talk about with the Ravens, uh, actually, a bit like with the Chiefs, now is probably a good time to be a Ravens fan because of L- Lamar Jackson, who is their yeah. quarterback. And by quite some distance, the best athlete in the league. And that is fucking insane. And it's a bit like the Mahomes thing and a bit like the thing um, with the receiver, Calvin Johnson, that uh, we were talking about a little while ago. Every single one of these guys are unbelievably good. And like, there's like, you know, guys who just missed the Olympics team or even were yeah. in the Olympics team for a little while um, who, who become American football players. And then the, every now and again, a guy comes along who just you, you go well you can't really be much faster than like the than like the speed that the top speed that these guys run at and like you can't really do and then someone comes along who's not just like adrian peterson was another one who's like this yeah um who's not just better but 
it's really difficult what they do. Like, it's really hard to throw, to, to play quarterback and throw the ball accurately that far in that kind of timing. And then, like, Patrick Mahomes just does it really. And he just make not only does he do it, but he makes it look very easy. Lamar Jackson's like that too, except that unlike Patrick Mahomes, a lot of Patrick Mahomes is, um, like, apart from it, obviously he has an unbelievable level of skill. But a lot of his confidence comes from the fact that his coach creates these, like, is just a, an absolute genius at make at scheming it so there'll be kind of mismatches so there are people open um and so he's like confident that he can just kind of throw things around i'm gonna say this john harbour the coach of the ravens is not a coaching genius he's a he's a guy who's very good at motivating his players but that's kind he's not he's not a coach genius you know and like lamar is just unbelievably good he's you know he just runs around these people and you go well you shouldn't be able to do that you shouldn't be able to leave these players in the dust because every one of them is like an almost olympic level sprinter but he does um yeah but there's the whole thing that is happening with him which i think is ridiculous like so he was he was offered $250 million to update yeah. his, his rookie contract, and he turned it down. Now, the, the ins and outs of that on paper, it looks like, it looks like they, um, that this guy was like, I don't want to play for the Ravens anymore. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to play out my contract. Fuck you. That's not really how it works. What happens is no. he, got a contract, he got a contract when he left college, and he got a contract as a rookie. And to keep them, they then offer them contract extensions or, or updated contracts. And he was, I think that's the second biggest contract ever offered to a player. And he turned it down because I think what he wants to happen is he wants to uh, get paid probably by, um, almost certainly by the Ravens, more after this year is done. And that might happen, but it also might not. And I think that it is an incredible like backing yourself because he also represents himself as well. He's his own agent, isn't he? Yes. Um, I think technically, like, his mum isn't either his agent. No, he is his own agent, and his mum, like, handles the, like, legal side of it, something like that. But it's, it's ridiculous. It's, like, a really odd setup. And, like, but you know what? Like, I was looking at this, and in his, from his perspective, if you gamble, if you're, if you're willing to take the gamble on things like injury, it, I think it makes sense. Because, so he's been offered the second, one of the, the second highest contracts ever. The guy who was offered the first contra- uh, contract is in our rival team, the Cleveland Browns, the most dark arts fucking team, the, the most dark energy team on the planet, who've offered a, let's be honest, alleged rapist, a yeah. uh, alleged, since we're broadcasting this, uh, what the best contract, and they've offered to him fully guaranteed. The NFL accounting is weird, but the, one of the biggest things you need to look at in a contract is look less at the headline number because people they'll always say oh, he's offered a hundred million, a hundred and fifty million contract. What often happens is very little of that is actually money that they're definitely going to get, um, and a lot of it's based on like, well, it couldn't be up to a hundred million if they do this, like if they like win this number of games or throw this number of yards or do this number, get this number of achievements, or they're healthy for like a particular stretch and that makes loads of sense um from yeah. the um from the from, from the, the the like game map from the manager's point of view or sorry the the team manager point of view because um nfl teams run on a salary cap so they kind of have to do things to keep it 
uh, creatively account it to keep it under that. And also because it's such a dangerous sport that by its nature, players aren't necessarily around for long enough. So what you really have to look at is things like how much money are they actually guaranteed? And also uh, how much are they going to get paid like into in each year? Because like sometimes what will happen is that they'll have a big number, but there'll be a break clause in the contracts and pretty much all their money comes after that, which means that what they're banking on is still being there in two years time, things like that. And it's cool kind yeah. of, but like so the, what they offered him had significantly less guaranteed money. I think they offered him only like 130 million only. They offered him 130 yeah. million guaranteed because he runs around a lot. And I think they're, they're worried he'll get hurt. Um, but I think ca- counterintuitive, like his point of view and that, you know what, that makes perfect sense if you're the Ravens, but his point of view makes perfect sense if you're him, because it's like, he also knows that he can get hurt. So he needs to get grab as much guaranteed money as possible. He knows he's one of the top, like, three quarterbacks yeah. in the league. In his opinion, he's probably the best. And, like, to be honest, you can't, you could can never tell him that he isn't. Like, you know, I don't necessarily think he, actually, I do think he's the best, but, like, you might think that it's Patrick Mahomes. You might think it's Brady. You might think it's like um, someone else, but he knows that he's in the conversation for the best one. He knows that he believes he's better than Deshaun Watson, who has the best contract, which has been fully guaranteed. And he also knows that if, if the Ravens don't give him what he wants and he's healthy at the end of this year, another team absolutely will. Mm. Like, Dolphins, like, since uh, since they're your team, the Dolphins will drop to it in a fucking heartbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, this is a, this is an, ex, this is a, this is an experiment, I think, this year. They're just going, hey, we're going to be really nice to this guy, but he's, I don't think he, he has to either perform or not perform. Yeah. And also, we got, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I know looking at preseason is, is not necessarily a good thing to do, but Dolphins drafted this quarterback out, like, I don't know what level, I think it was the one of the last picks of the draft called Skylar Thompson. And he that, played... American football, name, name alert. American pow, football, a name alert. Yeah, American football, a name of the of the week alert is yeah. Skylar Thompson. That's a, a feature on this podcast, uh, American football, yeah. a name of the week. I'm going to briefly write that down so that we yeah. mention it. So we've got Skylar Sky- Thompson. <laughs> Skylar Thompson. And he played amazing in preseason. And I, I I just like the way he looks. I think he's a, uh, he looks very stable and it'd be nice to see him with a full team in front of him because he's mm. like, you know, I don't think he's not even on the official roster. He's he's like on the practice squad. But I think he's very, very good. It's just we got two guys at the moment who are obviously two is number one and then uh, yeah, I what's it, who's the, the, the backup? So Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is the backup. And I think that he's kind of, he's, he's good enough to start. And I think if, if Tua fucks up, he is going to get benched, but we'll, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Oh, no, Bridgewater will start by like week five. Mm, I, I don't know. I really hope that this works. I really do. But I, I'm, I, as it stands, the Patriots game, the Dolphins, the Dolphins def- defense was fucking crushing it. And they did for the whole game. And I think that it 20 points looks a bit good for the Dolphins. Like really. Um, what are the games we got? Okay. So while I watched the end of the Browns, uh, Panthers game, which was insanely boring. Uh, Baker Mayfield nearly brought it back to beat their yeah. old team. Uh, this is a, again, this is a week off. to forget for games. Um, yeah, the uh, games that you should tune into the highlights for. I think Chiefs, like yeah. same old, same old. We've already discussed that. Fucking great. Um, I would suggest maybe, maybe, oh, maybe the but. I think you need to tune in for. But there was a, some vintage Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, the guy, 45 he's, 45, years old. he's fucking Zimmer framing it into the field 
with his like him and his like supermodel wife who also has drunk the same like devil's cock juice that he has still looks like 25 and like he's sitting there just not eating strawberries just doing weird shit with his diet like consulting with shamans stuff like that just doing anything and like like he's not like like he's not full whack he's not aaron Rodgers like doing dmt and shit in the offseason but he's like consulting with it's all to hone this like perfect and he's just there 45 years old in my 20s I know people like he's old. He's genuinely old enough to be the father of most of his team. Oh yeah, definitely. It, like that's that's such an incredible stat. This guy, this guy, like NFL players, they tend to start their careers. They'll start their careers professionally a bit later. You don't get like teenage NFL players, right? Twenty, twenty, like twenty is kind of the youngest. I think twenty is pretty much the youngest. Uh, it's, made, it's basically when you graduate from from yeah. university. So it's That's 21, get... 21 to twenty three is the, actually the average age of the, of a rookie, right? And all of them could have seen Tom Brady's first season as a child and like grown up watching this guy and then play. That is such an like he's been a player for longer than some of these people for nearly as long as some of these people have been alive. Yeah. That is like no longer. He's been a player for as long as a, a lot of his team, of a number of his teammates have been alive. And like NFL teams trend quite young because you can't actually afford to give that many players second deals once they finish their UK, once they finish their rookie contract. So like the NFL players have a lot of players. Uh, NFL teams will have a lot of players on their on their rookie deals because they're a lot cheaper. Um, I'm going to say most of his team, like he is older, like he's played for as long as they've been alive, and that is an absolutely unreal stat. <laughs> Yeah. And then, I mean, it, it's really scary and it's really annoying as well. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. He's such a prick. And, and then it's if, like such a tedious prick. And then he's, and then he looked fucking, we quit the Patriots and we were like, well, and then he joined the Cardinals. And he fucking won the Super Bowl. And then he's still good. Well, he, they, and the interesting thing about that game that was really funny as well is like, <laughs> is the Cowboys are fucked already. Like, I don't, I don't like, the Cowboys fans as such like I think that's very controversial right but basically other than the the UK fans which the which have a an affinity with teams that are really good in the 1980s late 80s was the first time the UK audience got to watch American football we're watching Mm. on channel four big teams in the 80s were Cowboys 49ers uh, to an extent the Dolphins and the um at the time, Washington Redskins, now the Commanders. So you see a lot of people who are fans of those teams because they would like would stay up in the middle of the night and watch Channel 4 and then you got like Troy Aikman playing. Fine. In America, Cowboys fans are so entitled. Like they, des- like they had that one period of dominance back in the day and they're just like, yeah, no, we deserve to win every single game. And like their owner is a bell end. The stadium's worth a billion dollars. And they can't they can't win in it. And then their main their, their big starting quarterback breaks his fucking hand uh, week one um, and is out. Jerry Jones is the uh, Jerry Jones is let's be honest a uh, a good old plantation owner from the south, and oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. the oldest man in the universe. And there is no <laughs> world there is no world where he would not have been an active slave owner in the 19th. Like, the fucking, there's no world where he wasn't, like, the fucking slave owner. Not even from, like, not even from, like, a fucking, like, not even from, like, a sad movie, like, 12 Years a Slave, but, like, from fucking, like, 
Uh, but yeah, like like one of the fucking weird ones. You're, like you're just trying to chain. come. Oh right, like, okay. I thought you were for a second. You were trying to search your brain for a funny slave. It's just funny search. Who are the yeah. funniest slave owners? The, like what was the, that comedy <laughs> film that came out probably in the late seventies yeah, about yeah. slaves. Um, yeah, that, so that that's a ridiculous team, and they call themselves America's team. And um, they are, I think they're just fucking ridiculous. And I, I, I like when they lose because I think that they, um, uh, yeah, I just think that their entitlement to their, like, I don't really feel like you get that with the 49ers. Like the 49ers don't expect to be really good. The commanders certainly don't, but it's just mm. the, the Cowboys who are yeah. like, yeah, I would, know, uh, we have to win the game. Right. At the start of the podcast, we were talking about, how American football differs and how American football has this kind of pomp and pizzazz uh, that that we don't really have. And it does have that, but it also still at, at a really deep level charts a kind of folk whimsy. And there's that undercurrent in like nearly all of the teams. And that's why you have like the Green Bay Packers who are named after like the plant that all the workers or whatever would like put this team together and to this day it's still worker owns and that's very cool and that's kind of an interesting story and like the different even though the front uh, the, the the teams are actually just franchises that can move around they still like at some level kind of build uh, a, a, a mythology around the team like the the place where they're in and that that, that the sense of place of it like the cleveland browns are, are just like a terrible team but like it suits the city of cleveland and they call their stadium like the dog pound and yeah. they're all like you know and they're all kind of these like um underdog like blue collar guys but like yeah let's go and like and then like um the uh the ravens that actually the ravens nearly called themselves like the americans or the patriots or something like that and i'm glad they didn't uh, but even then it would actually at least have some relevance to calling themselves that because they're that's where the, the, that's that is a big part of the it's a big part of the war of 1812 and you know it's the reason why the star spangled Bar- banner the song was made and things like that. they still carry this sort of level of like whimsy even when all the teams just uh who are in california like fucks off the places they're actually gonna they were actually before and they still carry this kind of like the raiders have their big pirate banner and their logo and their mad fans i'd say like maybe the Chargers don't really have it and that's why they're like not that likable a team um, even though the team itself is quite likable, like the franchise, yeah. but the Cowboys just fucking don't like America. What the fuck is America's team? And they're like miserable gray blue uniforms. And just like, like Texas is, um, Texas is an unbelievable state. It has like so much going for it. Uh, the Houston Texans are not a dislikable team. The Cowboys are a dislikable fucking franchise. Like, like that's an insane way of like presenting yourself. Like Texas is one of the most interesting states in the whole country. It's massive yeah. and it's got like an, an enormous blend of culture. And also Texas has like the biggest football, some of the biggest football universities in it. So it's like yeah. most tech, to be honest with you, like most people in Texas, like when you speak, I've spoken, I've been to Texas. I speak, I spoke to a lot of them American football. They don't even really watch the NFL. Like their big thing is, uh, is college football. Um, and they're like really into it and they love it. And it's kind of, it's got like tons of different food, tons of, di- of culture, tons of kind of strange, weird things that happen out there. The fucking, and they just go, no, this, this is just America. And you're like, what? Come on. <laughs> hate them. Anyway, yeah. we don't hate well, the Cowboys in this pod. We're just disdainful of their image. I think that's where yes, I'm at. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right. So speaking of the Chargers, that was yeah. a funny game. So 
everyone was like going about the Raiders. Like this is the thing about moving teams is the Raiders have moved everywhere and now they're yeah. in Las Vegas, which I think is pretty badass. Like who gives a fuck about Las Vegas? And like it's it's such I've been to Las Vegas and it was one of the weirdest experiences of my whole life. And now they've got a football team, but it becomes like, oh, you're in Vegas. Why don't you catch a football game when you're down there? Like, it, there's, I can't really see them having a like dedicated fan base. But who lives in Vegas? Like, people, who lives, no, people I, live in I, Vegas. I, well, I know, but the, it's like, it's like the guy, from the, kill, the guy from the Killers. The Killers live there. The Killers. Uh, the, okay, Brandon Flowers. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. thinking about features for future episodes. By the way, yeah. here, uh, um, Brandon, the, guy, the bassist from Funeral for a Friend lives there. So we've like, got so okay. So we've airport. got the we've got the emo dolphins. Uh, we've got the we've got very we got uh yeah the cow we got Jerry Jones and <laughs> uh, we have the Ve- the Las Vegas Raiders and their one fan Brandon Flowers yeah um, but in that game um, Justin Herbert threw two seven nine for three touchdowns and Derek Carr threw three fucking interceptions and that is the difference between a team that's going to go somewhere and a team that's not is that like battle between whether or not you can keep the ball. But Chargers lost Keenan Allen, the best, arguably the best receiver, probably best fantasy receiver in the, in the game. Um, so, you know, maybe they're fucked. Yeah. The Chargers, like, are an, Chargers are an exciting young team. I, like, I, know, I, I love them. Justin Herbert. They're, they're another, again, if you're new to the league, they're another cool team I think you should definitely consider following. Like they've got a gr- couple of great defenders um, who do, do kind of the, the exciting defending stuff where they just like... Run in and like smash quarterbacks, and uh, and they also have an electric young QB called Justin Herbert, who's uh, he he has a similarish game to Mah- Patrick Mahomes, I think, where he just kind of just flings it, and like the team's not quite as good as the Chiefs, but it's it, it's getting there. Yeah. Um, what else happened uh, in the games? Right. So one of the games I wanted to talk about was Giants versus Titans. I feel like a theme of this podcast is is definitely going to be me just going off and want you want you just trying to bring me back into what. No, yeah, it's just it's like, <laughs> like to talk about. Happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, so, um, yes. yeah. So just so not Justin the the, the the Giants. Like I don't really believe in the concept of second teams or anything like that. Like you support a team or you don't. But if I was to have a second team, it would be. Uh, the New York Giants. I lived. I went to university in America for a year. I stayed. I lived wow. in um, upstate New. I, well, mid mid state New York, Binghamton, New York, and I was there for two thousand and seven to two thousand and eight, which also happens to be the year that the Patriots nearly went for the perfect season. And so not only do I fucking hate the Patriots, they were going for the perfect season, which is the Dolphins' record that we're going to keep probably forever. Now they keep extending the mm. extending the thing, and they were playing against the New York Giants, which were the, you know, the biggest team in New York, really. I mean, you know, Buffalo was probably closer to Binghamton, but, you know, you're, you're supporting New York. And these guys in 2008 were like the definition of like a storybook, ragtag bunch of misfits. You've got Eli yeah. Manning, the funny brother of the greatest of all time, Peyton Manning. How is he possibly going to overturn the, the, the evil empire? of? I know evil empire is a, I don't know. I think that might be the... the the Cowboys game. How's he possibly going to overturn like, you know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at the absolute height and they do it and it's amazing. So I've always got a part of always a bit for that one game uh, for them. And they play the Titans, which is a team I kind of dislike because the ex Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill plays for them. A guy who's done, who did fuck all for the Dolphins for years. Maybe he didn't have the tools. We had an awful offensive line for basically his whole career, whatever. I don't like it. Um, but the Titans have a guy who's one of the, uh, like, you know, 
Derek Henry is probably going to go down as one of the greatest running backs who's ever going to play the game. Again, maybe if you like that hard nose, smash mouth, as they all say, that's the, the two the two cliches. Football, where they just give it to a massive dude who can run really fast and they just let him run. Maybe Derek Henry is the definition of massive dude who runs really fast. Yeah, like he's if you like big fucking guys, he's yeah. your man. If you're a, if, and, if you're if you're a big fan of big fucking guys, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. If you like big guys. He's your guy. If you like small guys, maybe you go for someone where where they you go for the charges if you yeah. like your big dudes go for the titans but the um so everyone was everyone was picking the titans because the titans potentially could be you know in the chat for at least a playoff win it could you know whatever they could they could do it they ended up losing uh the quarter the running back for the giants shakon barkley a legend of the game in my opinion when it comes i think he's just a, he's really good let me have a look at this before i say that i because i think no i'm thinking of a different guy i think i had this guy on my fantasy team anyway this guy's the guy's really good he ran for nine, he had an average of 9.1 yards per carry. So every time he touched mm. the ball, he was going pretty much for a first down. And they ended up getting beaten. The quarterback for the Giants is a guy called Dan Jones, which I think is basically like a fake name. Someone goes, oh, what's your name? Uh, Dan uh, Jones? It's yeah, like I, think, I think that's a big part of why he seems so characterless to me. Yeah, because like, he's just a generic. He's like a, a Madden regen. Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to draft this quarterback. He's got good stats. Yeah, it's like the game? default name, right? You haven't yeah. changed it. You haven't like changed it to your. You haven't made it like James Meekin is cool yet, and made him like six <laughs> foot five and a beast, but also still fast. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just oh, like for, for our listeners, Dan I am Jones. Six foot five, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So Dan Jones, they, they beat the Titans, and they got their one and zero, and a fair play to them. Um, what else we got? So the two other games, I was, everything else was a bit. Oh yeah, no, the one thing I was going to talk about: Steelers Bengals, right? So Steelers Bengals is a rivalry game. Most of these games were, were rivalry games. Um, Bengals were in the Super Bowl last season and they didn't look very good. Uh, they lost the ball a bunch of times. And as much as I'm a, re- I'm a big fan of Burrow, I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Had a shit game. The thing I want to talk about was the fucking end of this game and the, the way that the 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 lengths they will the, they will go in the NFL to avoid a draw, and they still had two of them this week. That's how bad <laughs> week one was. Yeah, is they 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 was I think there was four three missed field goals in overtime which would have won the game, and then one that scored to win. So that means every single time the ball went up, everyone was like, "Oh, the game's over." No, it's not. And one of my favorite bits of commentary happened in that game, which is when I think. Uh, I can't remember who missed it. Someone missed it. Someone missed the field goal and it hit the uprights and it made that loud donk noise. And the, 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 um, the commentator said, that's going to be a donk herd around in Pittsburgh. Cause he was going to say a donk herd around the world, like a missed field goal in overtime of week one of a new season. <laughs> and he realized that that might be a little bit too much hyperbole. So halfway through his sentence went, that's a donk herd all the way in Pittsburgh, which is not that far away from Cincinnati in the grand scheme of America. Do you know, um, do you know what I think is funny about that is that there's the, the idea of an American developing self-awareness. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a robot. Yeah, like, like oh, what? Uh, like this the, might be too far. This might be too, even for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Packers got to talk about Packers Vikings big rivalry game. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, this is the thing, right? About American football being ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers is arguably, and by the numbers, he might be the second best quarterback of all time behind Tom Brady. 
like there is there's definitely some discussion there but if someone said the second best quarterback of all time is Aaron Rodgers you'd be fine with it they were so awful against the Vikings he's got he lost his main uh, he lost his main receiving weapon from last season in a trade and now he's just uh, they they now he oh what's his name I fucking forgot his name um, Devontae Adams Devontae Adams he went and now he's got no one to throw to and he's really not and he, he's had all this like he was an anti-vaxxer people were saying like there's all this kind of, he had a lot of really uh, he's got he's happened. an insane hippie he's got like um, his girlfriend is called like Earth Sky or some shit like that nice pardon that's a nice I think that's pretty cool and I think it's good for him but he did and then so he, he said he didn't want to take any of the any um of the, he didn't want to take any of the the vaccine. Uh, oh, and sorry. Then it goes um, off. His girlfriend is called Blue. B L U. Oh, good. Blue. Blue, who um, identifies as a witch. That's badass. And then yeah. he also <laughs> did loads of um, he did loads of DMT in the off season. Just yeah, to yeah. Get <laughs> and then he comes out of the Vikings and then just is bollocks. Like they, like it's like oh good. And witch if girl. I was if I was a fan of that, like if I was a fan of um, yeah, they lost twenty three seven. And if I was a fan of the Green Bay Packers, which are, you know everyone likes them a bit because of their nature, you know, it, the day of the 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 day the game's, the game's on, the capacity, sorry, the um, uh, what's it called when a town has people in it? What the population? Population. The population of the town doubles. That's how small Green Bay is, and they've still been able to like compete. I'd be kind of annoyed if my quarterback was like doing loads of acid and trying to find himself when he should be focusing on not yeah. like find not the find the way it. for the ball to get to the to, to, to the end zone mate that's what yeah. I'm, you know <laughs> but yeah you know that's the thing about the Packers is like they kind of fucked him over a little bit um, and they've kind of just treated him a bit weird and what's really funny about the, pack, the Packers is they had one of the greatest of all time in Brett Favre for years he won two Super Bowls and then you're like, how are they possibly going to replace him? And then Aaron Rodgers comes in and he then plays for another, you know, 15, 20 years of being one of the other greatest. But in that whole time, this is how hard the NFL is. The second best, like Brady's won seven Super Bowls, right? Mm. Is it seven or eight? Seven. Yeah. It's a lot of Super Bowls. The second best guy has won one Super Bowl. Yes. Like there is, there they're on different planets as far as I'm concerned, and he sometimes thinks he is. Eli bad. Manning has won two, yeah, and that and is, they're both against the Patriots, which is and that's great. <laughs> but I, I I agree. Uh, like the, and I think one of the things that one of the things that comes out of the the NFL is an interesting league. I think like a lot of sports, and to be honest, I think like all sports, sports at a fundamental level are like the and this is to be honest, this is some proper Aaron Rodgers DMT talk, right? Uh, like you're, you're, you know, you're in Milwaukee or wherever he is, like doing DMT. Oh, some DMT, eh? Uh, and like, you, I don't know. And like, you're just there, you're looking at the stars, and you realize that football is at a fundamental level. It's about moments of kind of perfection and trying to create something perfect out of the raw kind of the raw humanity that you have. And that is interesting, but it's so hard. And like, then. That's why people like Brady, who is just better than anyone else and gets seven of them, is just so like unbelievably head and shoulders better than anything else. 
and like everything that has to come together to make that happen is so and it's it's also why he's so annoying yeah you know you're like fuck come on man come on he's also <laughs> you, quite consistently beaten every other good team in the super bowl like oh yeah that's yeah. That's the th- he, I mean, he's lost some Super Bowls. He's lost more Super Bowls than most people have played in. But like, yeah. the fact that all of these great teams have just come up to Brady and then fallen short, like Mahomes. Like Mahomes yeah. was going to be the next. Oh, and and um, I see the last game I was going to talk about was the um, the Broncos Seahawks game. So like mm. Russell Wilson came out like that that team that the Seahawks team that won the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. They were supposed to be a, a, the next dynasty. Yeah. The the, the Kansas City team was supposed to be the next dynasty. And they all get to Tom Brady and they're like, here we go, we're going to win our second trophy. And they fucking lose. And that's it. And then they never get back. Cards on the table, Kansas City will win a second trophy. Yes. I, I believe will. that they have it. it. Like, they're too consistently good not to. Like, I believe that even if they get to the Super Bowl and lose it this year, like, they will win it in the next one to four years. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 like, there's no way he's not going to have two Super Bowls. I, I just, I, it's going to be with yeah, Andy Reid. I don't buy it because unlike Rogers, so Rogers, the, the mitigating thing with Rogers is that yes, he's the second best, but they, he's so good, and the team is so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. and they've they've always been that way. They just go, oh well, fuck it. Why you're 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 too good? Why do we need an offense offensive line? You're like, are you what? What? You've got this like jazz artist as quarterback, and they go, ah, yeah, well. Yeah. Who cares about the rest of the team? Like sometimes they've had a, they've had a good. Sometimes they've, in fairness, sometimes they've given him good defenders. Great, but like it's never the, the it's never really good. And he, it's just like he must just look at the teams that like Belichick built around Brady or like um or, or Andy Reid is building around Mahomes right now and just being stewing. I mean, sorry, not just not Andy Reid. They don't build the teams. That the management of those teams built that he must be like stewing i mean that's probably why he just fucking like smashes like psychedelics and just lives in this like little californian like beach house all the time i don't they, they had such a wild like the season he won the super bowl he had geordie nelson greg jennings james mm. jones donald driver all catching part like it, unbelievable um and they also had charles woodson Oh yeah, you know, one of uh, one of the greatest defenders ever to play. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a, that's a, that's an America that's a team that would win a Super Bowl like, and they did. And then playing against another team who also won, I think, multiple Super Bowls in the Ben Roethlisberger. Like, he, yeah, that was a that was actually that was one of the best Super Bowls ever. Was the uh, Steelers Packers? We'll talk about our favorite Super Bowls as and when because there's plenty to discuss. Yeah, I think we'll have that as a feature, like on on another episode. The yeah. um. The Steelers are a team that you never, ever count out. They're just one of those teams that's like their organization is so good that like they would, even if they have a down year, like they will be good. And they named Mitch Trubisky as the yeah. starting quarterback. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. he, he could be, he could be up there. Steelers will still win some games this year. Like even though, even if it's a down year for them, they'll still win some games. They'll still play it. They'll still beat a couple of like good teams. Um, yeah. So, I think what we should do is have a look at what's coming next week. And then we can do takeaways. Yeah. Okay. So, next week, week two, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, I mean, we got some blockbusters. We got the Jets facing off against the Browns. I mean, 
Who would What a game. What a game. Who wouldn't want to watch that? Jacoby um, Brissett. But now, here's a game that I would recommend watching, but none of you will because it's at 1.15am uh, today. No, tomorrow morning, technically. So at 1.15am tonight, I might watch it because I'm currently taking medication where I have to be up every hour. So uh, <laughs> literally, I have to take it on the hour every hour all night. So I'll be I'll, I'll be up. I might watch it. In fact, I will watch it for the pod. Yeah. Um, is the Chiefs versus the Chargers. That yeah, is going to be that's... unreal. That is the two youngest QBs with the most exciting teams facing off against each other. Yeah, it's going to be like the rock fighting fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's going to be blockbuster. That's like a that's going to be pretty crazy. There's no world where there's a, that's a low passing game either because neither of them have the de- defending to like knock each other out. That's yeah. it's just going um, to be score as much as you can, and the person who has the ball last is going to win the game. Yeah, and then our both our teams are facing off. Bucking yes, right, Dolphins Ravers, early That's rivalry. Uh, Dolphins Ravers. I think that would be genuinely good. The Dolphins have a very, very tough. Uh, are very good. Like their defending side is very good, and the Ravens have a few holes. And so it's like it's going to be interesting to see. Lions Commanders, trash teams, but are the Lions actually going to turn it around? This will be a game where I think we'll find out. Yep, um, they've got to. Got? I mean, they was it was their their whole thing is so tragic. Yeah, just the way that it happens so slowly for them every time, just to go down. Yeah. Um, then what else? Who else do we have? We have uh, Colts. So uh, this, if we go every game, so Colts yep. Jags is going to be a nothing game um, because I mean I don't know. I think I think uh, Matt Ryan is a yeah. good quarterback. I'm but... writing down every game that we think is going to be bad, and if it's good, if if it's um, and if it isn't, we'll be we'll have we'll have a yeah, sort of shame we'll element of the next yeah. of the next pod. I just can't see that being a worth like that's not going to be the telly game. Yeah. That oh way. no no no. Um, um, but the coolest game I re- not the coolest. There's loads of cool ones coming up, but like Buccaneers versus Saints. So Bucks oh, at Saints. Yes. Yes. Going to be delicious because you got Winston playing against the Bucks, which is going to be fucking cool. Uh, and he's starting now in New Orleans. They're going to get absolutely tossed, but it's going to be cool to watch. Uh, they both got one win, so let's see what happens. I mean, that, that's the thing about that one hundred percent that that every team who's won who won last week has is yeah. that that's that's looking really really cool. Forty uh, nine ers Seahawks. Um, we'll see about this. Uh, we'll see about the Seahawks. Uh, <laughs> Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Geno Smith once once the quarterback, the starting quarterback of the Jets, didn't do well. No. Very odd that he's a starting quarterback still. Uh, I think it's very difficult. I mean, everyone always says the hardest place to, to play quarterback is New York because they just fucking hate you. Like, if you do anything wrong, they hate you. They yeah. Just, yeah. Um, he did fine last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you've, it's, it's such a game where it's a game where that game last week is a game where you have to, you have to win it. Yeah. Like there, there's, there's no, um, there's no, there's no world where you lose because it's this guy. It's like Russell Wilson coming back. Oh yeah, so sorry. So this is for people who don't know. This the Seahawks versus the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos have the Seahawks' former quarterback Russell Wilson, and like so hero, it, like legend, it, like yeah, team who, legend who won the Super Bowl for them. Like that is you. You have to beat him. You have to yeah. beat him. So I think that's, that's that's not enough, but like that's one of those one of those mm. games. Uh, Bears Packers, so that's going to be fun. Be 
because Justin Fields, a quarterback for the Bears, I think is a very exciting player. I think he's quite similar to Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think he's quite an exciting new style quarterback. Uh, mm. Now they're going to Packers. They're going to the they're going to Lambeau Field. This is like one of the biggest rivalries in in the sport. Mm. And Packers are so shit they might lose. And what would be really funny is Aaron Rodgers went off this went off the um, went off at Soldier Field, the greatest mm. stadium name in the world, last year, saying I own you, I always own you to the Bears fans. And I think it would be beautifully poetic oh, yes. if like the Bears come and beat and come and beat the Packers. It's going to be close. But... Uh, it, Justin Fields as well. He needs to have a game. Yeah. He needs to have a game that's like a coming out game where he just shows everyone what he can do. And it's got to be soon, to be honest, because otherwise things like the Bears haven't done what the Ravens did. And the Ravens, when they got Lamar, they basically built the team around what they thought Lamar was good at. They've not really done that in the Bears, but they need to have he needs to have a game where he just shows out, shows what he's capable of doing. And I think I agree with you. I think he's really exciting. I think he's capable of doing it. so last two games uh, on the, the late Monday, sorry, it'll be the Sunday night game and the Monday night football game or Monday morning and Tuesday morning in England. Uh, Titans-Bills, um, we'll see if Josh Allen can mm-hmm. go twice. And I think he if will. I was a, um, if I were, if I decided before, before I want to I make this clear as well, before the season that uh, Josh Allen had his huge coming out, um, I decided that the Bills are my second team. Uh, in this, in this, in the season that they, the the same season they drafted Lamar and put him in, I identified that Bills, uh, Josh Allen was just like, what if Lamar Jackson was just like instead of like shifty, was just fucking hench. <laughs> and yeah. That was basically his first season. But you know what? He has come out again. You know, I was talking about it, Lamar's contracts, and he was, and Lamar was like, well. From Lamar's perspective, if he thought he was the best QB in the NFL, you couldn't like tell him he wasn't. I mean, I I don't objectively, as a fan, he absolutely is. Objectively, he probably isn't. I would say though that Josh Allen is one hundred percent in the conversation to be the number one or number two QB in the league. Yeah, right now, he's so good, and he's again, he's a modern style player. He fucking will run. Like he will, like he's got a kind of cat, old Cam Newton style. Basically, what I mean by this to the non NFL fans is he is massive, and yeah. like he will just pick up yards by just being big. Um, he plays an inc- and he he plays an incredibly exciting game where he just slings the ball and throws it around. But he plays it alongside, I would say, one of the kind of uh, so a lot of the time, a gunslinger teams are very kind of quick. And they're very um, they're very quick and they're kind of tricky. The Bills do have a lot of fast players, but they're they're a nasty team. Like they're they're built around running and defending, and they all and then they have his kind of pyrotechnics on top of that. Plus, then every team he plays them from about next week onwards has to play in just like they might as well be playing in in Siberia. Oh like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's not like it's so brutal to go up there. Like I mean, I, I spent a I spent a, a year in that bit of America mm. and I can tell you that it's, it gets in your, it gets in your soul how cold <laughs> it is. Like it's so horrible, even like, and they, and then they just have to go and play American football against that guy. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, that's, this is definitely going to be fun. So yeah. And like, I, I, know, I like who American, game. Yeah. Who American football players are as well. You got to think about these, like all these guys are just like tend to be 
like working class African Americans from the South is like I would say like the bulk of the people who play in the NFL. Like yeah. for like uh, at least half. I mean, again, we're not like you know what? If we were proper Americans, we'd have the full stats on that. Like they have stats for everything. But I, I my, I reckon about yeah, half. I think the I think reckoning is plenty. Yeah, I think we yeah, can think reckon some stats. I, I reckon like half. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck you, Americans. But we reckon half. Yeah. We reckon helmets podcast reckons that roughly half the half of American football players are working class African Americans who live in the deep south or grew up in the deep south and for them to go and play in like a genuinely sub freezing temperatures for like just like minus three like it's often like minus five minus ten and you're like that's not okay like why it's often my, it's, it's, sometimes it gets to minus fahrenheit yeah and they, and they have wind chill on top like it's windy as well <laughs> it like bites you and you get like you see the frost like coming off their helmets it's like why are you do- like why is this allowed why can't why why aren't, <laughs> why doesn't the league demand they have a dome like what is good about any of this but they that's don't. what they said about that's what they said about minnesota is minnesota yeah. were, when they were dominant they yeah. uh, they were dominant because they had an absolute shit old stadium that was outside and as soon as they got in a dome they yeah. were like I mean, they're t- like back in the day in the NFL, you look at some of the crazy shit that used to be, and we, we can talk about historic NFL as we oh, go definitely through. Definitely, we will. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about uh, the the best ever American football stadium, which was the Orange Bowl in Miami. Yeah. Uh, but the they used to they used to set fire to drums, like before like heat technology, and <laughs> they would just like have have a burning um, oil drum just full of wood, and the guys yeah. would just warm up next to that, like. And then that's that's post-apocalyptic in uh, Minnesota in the winter. Yeah, and I think Minnesota. <laughs> I think the Minnesota college teams still, still the Golden Gophers. I think they still play outside. Golden like, Gophers. You know. American football is so fucking weird, man. Golden Gophers. Are you insane? <laughs> I love like we yeah. we are definitely we definitely need to get into like NFL history and all the like insane like evil shit that coaches did yeah. and like proper weirdo American stuff that ends up happening. We anyway we will do that. Yeah. Um, Cool. Um, that's all the games. That's, that's yeah. what we got coming up next week. It's really cool. And I think to end, um, so I I watch uh, I watch NFL on the NFL Network, which means I get to watch uh, American adverts, which are brilliant. Like American yeah. adverts. If you just if there was a channel just on Freeview on the UK, but you just watched American adverts, I'd be really into it. Um, so what we're going to do each week is choose yeah. something about uh, some kind of advert thing to discuss. Is the it going to be best American ads? <laughs> the best American ads. Is it going to be weird American uh, prescription drugs and their side effects? Mm, I want is to see political be how- ads. There's going to be elections oh, yeah. soon. That's yeah, that, that so good. I like to see how cheap cars, how big and cheap cars are. It's like this yeah. is a giant truck and it only costs two dollars a month. Also, a lot of American ads are like that. They're 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 they have an interesting thing where they're, they're like very. There's a lot of very big companies, like very obviously evil drug companies, selling you these like insane like prescription only drugs just to anyone. But also, like you are a lot of networks allow you to create your like small businesses that they have slots for like small businesses to put their own. Like so a lot of ads have yeah. these like you go from that to just some guy like filming on his iPhone, like, ah, this is Bob's car a lot. If you like, if you want cars, yeah. you got to come to Bob's car a lot down one Oh one. There's a, we were, I was in uh, the States once with my friend and we were in Boston and it was one of those local adverts. And it, then, then I don't remember the exact Ben Wicks number. dildos. You were yeah, yeah, it highway was, 47. <laughs> it was the, the song. You know, they're like, 
it was selling sheds. <laughs> that fucking sheds. And the song at the end was eight, 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 81 sheds. And I could just sing, I just, that's just in my head forever because of a, a, um, a local Massachusetts shed seller in between major banks in the middle of a episode of like, I don't know, Game of Thrones or something. That wouldn't be that, but eight, you know eight, what I mean? 81 sheds. I'll have to look that up because it's one of those things. Right, so this week, the Dolphins were capable of getting three takeaways from the uh, from the New England Patriots in their game. So we're going to talk about American takeaways. Today, uh, during the game, I saw adverts for Papa John's Pizza and Little Caesar's Pizza, both offering disgusting food. Now, I quite like Papa John's. I like American takeaway pizza. It's, I think it, it, it is what it is, and it's, it's nice. But Papa John's was selling um this thing called papadillas which is uh papa john's version of mexican pizza which is quesadillas right fine it didn't look too bad it's basically like a calzone but from papa john's and it's a little bit smaller fine but then they said why don't you order a papa john's bowl and this is where i'm i'm starting to say no thank you very much papa john's bowl they get yeah they get like what looks like a microwave like like a microwave curry box and they fill it with just the toppings. So just the stuff that gives you diarrhea and oh my God. They fill it with cheese and then they put it in the pizza oven and then you eat that. You eat just hot pizza topping and it's like order now. And this is unbelievably cheap. It's like $5. Why don't you order a giant bowl full of all of the disgusting stuff from the top of a Papa John's pizza? So that was a nice one to watch. I liked that. But then we get into our friends, Little Caesars, who are you want to you you want to shit? <laughs> you want to shit? You're you're fast. gonna be you're gonna be shitting fast and furious with Papa John's <laughs> Papa John's bowls five dollars. That's so um, good. Yeah, it's disgusting. You want to shit yeah. once an ad break, which of which there will be thirty seven <laughs> per game. Yeah, order now, order now for diarrhea before the second <laughs> game. But it's um. So then we get okay. So Little Caesars didn't want to get. They wanted to get, and they didn't want to get like overshadowed by Papa John's. Little Caesars are the official pizza of the NFL. They have an official pizza in it, Little Caesars. They were advertising a pepperoni pizza, which advertised on television had 100 pepperonis on it. That's too much. That's like chopping up an entire sausage. Can I have a, a huge sausage just chopped up into 100 tiny pepperonis? But I what's like, really annoying is yeah. pepperoni is a fucking, is, 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 um, is a plural word. Like, I mean, so you're. Look. I'm not going to be too angry about that, given that our own culture regularly sells non bread. Oh, yeah. Pizza non bread. Yeah. Non, of course, meaning bread. So, bread. but having said, yeah, well, Little Caesars is, Little Caesars is to attack, like, Little Caesars is like a sort of Italian chain restaurant in America, along with Olive Garden, I, I believe. And both of them are to Italian food, what, like, like, dogs are to fucking like the game of chess like there's nothing <laughs> like they're not like they're not like there's nothing like they're, they're, they're so like every italian who is from the old country weeps at the idea of it but you know what i like it and i think they should carry on being like i think that american kind of uh, american kind of diaspora groups who just sort of make this sort of weird fun mockery of their old culture but then infuse it with american things are actually fun and you should just get on board with it mm-hmm. and that is my thoughts on that back to, <laughs> back to 100 pepperonis 100 pepperonis 100 pepperonis 100 tiny slices 100 uh pieces of 
one giant sausage. Well, that's it. That's what, that's the takeaways. That's my takeaways from American takeaways of the week. Take Sometimes they'll be really American nice. <laughs> Sometimes you'll see like one thing that always, I don't know, in the States when you, you, you get adverts for takeaways that aren't available in your state or your region. So you'll get, and we'll probably see some of these come up as we get through the weeks, like Sonic. I've never had Sonic, but it is mm. always on every advert and it always looks amazing. I'm sure it's horrible and any Americans listening will tell me I'm an idiot for wanting it, but Jesus Christ, it looks good. Uh, um, like America is just like, the, the thing is, I want the 100 pepperonis pieces for this reason. Like Americans yeah, no, advertise this like huge like slop and I just I just want it. Um, I, last time I was in America was ages ago and it was around the time that the KFC burgers that had just the chicken bits as the oh, burger yeah. came out and I fucking <laughs> had, oh, of course I had of course yeah, got, i stank um, this car out for eight the car i ate it in a car and it stank it out for eight hours <laughs> it was yeah, of... i've had the 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 uh the breakfast thing where instead of the um it's called the mcgriddle and instead of having um the english muffin for the whatever it is it's got for the mcmuffin it's got like pancakes like small thick pancakes and inside the pancakes are little like nuggets of um uh maple syrup and it's oh that sounds <laughs> unreal that sounds so good so speaking of food i think we should close this off because i've got to shoot off to my gig yeah um so the game of the week we'll say is definitely chargers chiefs absolutely and if you're if you're watching the chargers chiefs the food you should probably eat is kansas city barbecue uh, mm, and yeah. what you should drink is what do they drink in la chart i don't know mountain dew uh, mountain yeah mount, have a mountain dew have some th- have some uh, Kansas City barbecue and stay up till maybe five o'clock in the morning. Maybe five a.m. Watching like a really really incredible game of football. I mean, like to be honest with you, man. By the time this podcast comes out, that game will have happened. But, oh yeah, it will be happening. But, yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I hope, hope the game you, was really good. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the game. I hope the game was lit. Um, I hope that through the magic of football through the through the 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 fusion of the coaches direction and the players moving together they all come together as one and create some magic from little little pieces they come together and create one whole piece of magic just like a pizza that contains yeah. 100 pepperonis 100 pepperonis and that's right. been helmets <laughs> we're helmets <laughs> thanks very much thanks very much <laughs>Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, if you did enjoy yourself, uh, please, please follow us on all the socials at Helmets Podcast. Um, my name's Jacob Hatton. Uh, my co-host is James Meakin, and we're going to be back every week. Um, we're also going to be doing some bonus episodes about different types, uh, diff- about different parts of American football, uh, and we really do encourage you to listen in. So, again, if you did enjoy yourself, please do rate us on iTunes. Um, and all your other podcast providers. That's how we get the get the word out there. And if you, you know. If you didn't enjoy it, I I, I do not care. Uh, Thanks very much. It's Helmets Podcast.